I'm going to be loading up the questions for today's ones from the Instagram, if you're not following, at Rugby Muscle. I'm going to rattle through. I think I've got a good number of questions. If you are watching this one live, as always, comment in the live chat and I'll get to those at the end of the video or as I finish up other questions. If you are watching uh, post-fact, please answer in the comments or ask a question in the comments below and I'll answer it on either a complete separate video or next month's uh, live Q&A. But I tend to get through, well, I'm, I'm aiming to get through one of these every single month throughout the year because I think it's a really good way to get you guys more in-depth questions than I can normally provide, you know, on an Instagram Q&A, just in general for people that slide into the DMs or slide into my email box. This is a way for you to refine your own knowledge, refine your own understanding and your training. And it's a way to get a little bit more in depth than what we normally do. And for you guys to dictate where the flow of the conversation goes rather than, you know, if you're watching a video, you're, you're obviously by default watching the video that I've, you know, I've, I've created it for you guys. But at the end of the day, they're my topics I'm producing. Whereas when it's the Q&A, you guys are in charge. So any questions that you have, ask them in the comments below. If you haven't done already, please give the video a thumbs up. I'm going to keep reminding you to give a thumbs up. And also, if you want to just check out the audio-only version, we will be posting these back up on the Rugby Muscle podcast. That is one of the questions if the podcast is coming back. Yes, it is. I've actually got a short list of guys that I've – well, actually, I've emailed uh, – at least 15 different guests that we have been chatting with to bring on. I think about five or so have already confirmed, uh, a couple of which I'm talking to within a week. And so that should be should be really good. I'm looking forward to getting the podcast back up. I enjoy this longer form type of educational content because I do think it's the most valuable one. I don't see myself as a, as a content creator. I see myself as a coach that advises how to solve problems and, you know, obviously believes the fact that the best way to solve those problems is to for me to solve them for you. You know, I, that's why I do my job as a coach. So if you're interested in being coached and in me solving all of your problems for you, that will be in the links below, rugby-muscle.com uh, forward slash elite. Check out Rugby Muscle Elite. Or if you just want the training, rugby-muscle.com forward slash team. Okay, all those plugs out of the way. One more time, subscribe if you're new and give this video a thumbs up. Let's get into the questions, shall we? I see we've already got a question on the live chat, so I'll get to that one after the first one here. First question I, I get is, how to bulk up in the off-season without getting too fat or slow? So first off, I am a fan of sort of the bodybuilder approach of bulking and cutting. I do think, you know, creating muscle, it's, it's not because you have to go through those phases. It's the only way to build muscle and it's the only way to lose fat. And that's like what you need to do. And you have to have a, an in-season and off-season for like the bodybuilders do. But I do believe that bulking is, bulking is like, gaining, gaining muscle is a very difficult thing to do. So, you, you know, by trying to gain muscle without the excess calories, without giving yourself a big surplus of calories, particularly of carbohydrates, but, giving yourself a surplus of calories in general, it's it makes things so much more difficult. It's like constantly riding your bike with flat tires. You can do it, it's possible, but it's just a lot more difficult than it needs to be. So by getting yourself into a calorie surplus, you, you pump up your tires and you make your life a lot easier. You still have to pedal, you still have to put in the work to grow the muscle. But you know, you, 
you, but you, you need to be, you know, for it to be most efficient, you want to be in a calorie surplus. Now, the unfortunate thing that comes along with, I think the word bulking is kind of misleading. It's the problem with that is that you think that, you know, you, you're going to gain upwards of 10 kgs of muscle. Like that is lifetime successful gaining journey of gaining muscle 10 to 20 kilos like that's not going to happen in one season so when you're thinking about bulking you need to pull down your expectations this is how you do it without getting fat right it's by cons by not treating it like a eat as many calories as you can you treat it as a a progressive system in the same way that you would do if you were doing anything if you're doing weights you wouldn't try one week doing 100 kilos for a squat and then the next week because you felt good try 150 kilos you don't want to gain uh, your body weight that fast either. You want to take it slowly. So uh, I've done a whole video on how to bulk. Actually, I've recently done a video about how hypertrophy occurs. And I think that you should go and check out that video for the you know, for the real uh, skinny on exactly how you should be gaining muscle. But that's how to do it without getting too fat. Same process without getting too slow. If, you, if you're gaining muscle and you're getting too slow, it's because you've gained not just muscle, you've gained a lot of fat and you've got too heavy for your body to be able to produce. The other thing is when it comes to rugby players who want to gain muscle, like you should you should be sprinting. You should be running when you're gaining muscle. In fact, in nearly every single mass gaining phase that I put clients through or anyone through, I always have at least, at least one, usually two conditioning sessions in there. One of them might just be sprints, but they could be anything, right? And because of those condition elements, that means that as you get heavier, you're still used to that added size. The biggest problem a lot of people run into when they try to gain size is they they do they take that bodybuilder's approach of you know. I remember there was an old phrase that you that said something like, "You know, you shouldn't be standing when you could be sitting. You shouldn't be sitting when you could be laying down. And anytime you're laying down, you should be eating or something like you know, something ridiculous." But just a, a way to shoehorn in loads and loads of calories and drop down your your own conditioning so low that your metabolism slows right down and therefore you're, you're even more in, in calories of excess. Problem is that is that you then don't, you're not able to handle yourself. You need to be doing as much conditioning still even when you're gaining muscle because you, not just because you need to handle the extra weight, but also because it makes you train better, which actually gives you more potential to gain more muscle. So someone that's out of shape might take two hours to get through a session that, you know, has a total of, let's say, 30 different sets. But someone that's in shape could do 40 sets in 60 minutes and therefore, and recover better because they're in better shape and therefore get significantly more, um, you know, muscle growth because they're doing extra conditioning. So don't skip on your conditioning. Um, and don't try and gain weight too fast. That that would be the easy uh, answer to the how to bulk up. But take your time with it. Question on the live feed. On a powerlifting program up until May, should I switch up to should I switch up to Olympic style for explosion strength? That depends on what the goal is. I would say no, because I would say you shouldn't be on a powerlifting program anyway. The way like Powerlifting is a different sport to rugby. Olympic lifting is a different sport to rugby. And this is a big problem. And I'm, I'm going to have to make another video about this at, at some point in the future. What a lot of rugby players tend to do is, okay, I need to train. They find out a training method that they enjoy. 
be it CrossFit, be it powerlifting, strongman, uh, bodybuilding style of training, gymnastics style of training, whatever the, 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 there is out there. <clears throat> they find a method and they, they kind of enjoy it. They see some good results. And then they say, how can I make, how can I adapt this for rugby? And that kind of defeats the, the object of training. The object of training is to meet a goal that you're trying to achieve. So rather than figure out your, your, your path and then try and, you know, sort of direct that path towards the goals that you want to achieve, you need to figure out what goals you want to achieve and then direct, you know, and, and then train however you need to in order to reach said goals. And I know that sounds like a lot more abstract than people want in terms of answers for what I should be doing when I'm in the bloody gym. But that's what it is. You have to have an end goal and then you work backwards. And it gives you loads of options, which is which is great, but it's also difficult because then you have to put in some, you know, thinking. You have to you actually have to like really decide what you need to do and then you have to stick with it. And and that becomes really difficult because, you know, how do you know if it's working uh, if you know after three weeks you haven't seen a massive change? You do that by trusting yourself or by hiring a coach. And that's really, that's why hiring a coach is like a superpower because they do all the thinking for you. And, you know, because you've pat your, cause you're uh, accountable and you're, you're holding yourself to account, you're able to make that progress because you're not really thinking about it. And you, you have to stick with it. You're not allowed to just constantly switch up and change the program as, as and when, and therefore you're able to stick with it long enough to see like significant results. So to, to answer the question a little bit differently, if you're on a strength phase until May and then you you want to do some power work, I would say, why not slowly introduce power work now? Low level jumps, low level uh, medicine ball throws, stuff like that can be a fantastic introduction. You could do that at the beginning of your of your strength workout. You could do that as supersets so you would finish you know, your heavy lift and then you go straight into some jumps or some throws you know, build a base, do something really simple, and then you can expand upon that. It, there, there is no, like, this is exactly what you have to do. Hopefully that makes sense. If, and if you have a follow-up question to that, let me know. All right, back to the lineup of questions. How do you treat shin splints? I've done this. Please search through this catalog. If you just type in shin splints, there should be one on this YouTube channel. Now I'll redo it again. The problem with shin splints is I've learned this from Kia, the rugby strength coach. Once you've burnt toast, you can't unburn it. So like the key to avoiding shin splints is to not overexert your, or, or not spike up your volume so high that you get shin splints in the first place. You have to gradually load it on. A lot of rugby coaches won't do that. That means that you as a player need to, you know, in the weeks leading up to preseason, need to get ready for that preseason to be ready. Building up, your shin strength, building up your foot strength, building up your car strength can all help, but the, uh, the you know shin splints are a result of a huge spike in volume. So really, you have to make sure that that doesn't happen. Then you don't get shin splints. Once you've got them, it's just a lot of rest until you know until you're ready to go again. And in which case, what happens with a lot of people is that they then spike their volume straight back up. Shin splints come back, and they just repeat this over and over and over again. So when you get back to running slowly reintroduce yourself to avoid as much as you can you know don't avoid discomfort but avoid pain unnecessary pain and then you'll be fine ian asks who are you most excited about chatting to or is it a surprise i'm, I'm excited to chat, chat to everyone i don't want to name names not because it's a surprise but because i don't want to 
say a per, say someone who then doesn't come on the pod just because of, there's a, I've got a few in mind that I'm really excited to get that I've been trying to get on since the start. Um, not famous rugby players, just people I've really looked up to, but their schedules have been hectic and then we, we just haven't managed to do it. And it's not, you know, and I'm excited to get them on just because I'm excited to chat to them. And it's been a few years coming. Not, you know, not because it's going to be, it will be an amazing episode. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to get these people on, but more just because it's been in a pipeline and we need to get it done. Other than that, yeah, you know, I'm excited for every guest I get on. If I'm not excited to get a guest on, I won't do it. Like this isn't, I, I think I said at the beginning, I'm not a content creator, I'm a coach. So these discussions are here as a benefit for you guys. Hi guys, I just wanted to jump in here to tell you that if you're enjoying this podcast and you want to become a better athlete, then you can go ahead and visit rugby-muscle.com and pick up any of our free goodies. That is uh, the 50 free rugby conditioning sessions, the physique nutrition crash course video series, the supplement guide, and newly added is a macro calculator. Yes, that's right, a macro calculator where you will be able to work out your protein, carbs, fat, and calories that you should be eating on a daily basis to give you a guide as to where to start your diet from. This will help in conjunction with your 53 conditioning sessions to build you out a decent little plan that will enable you to take control of your training and use effective training and nutrition to become a better athlete. All that stuff and more can be found at rugby-muscle.com or rugby-muscle.com forward slash macros for the macro breakdown. Next question. Do plyometrics have any benefit to rugby performance? Absolutely. Now, first things first, let's clarify what you... Let's clarify what this means or what plyometrics means. I'm going to go with the understanding that you aren't thinking plyometrics as in the actual real definition of plyometrics, which is like not which is like reaction, ground reaction strength. Plyometrics is the the stiff is is stiffness training. So where you jump and then you hit the ground, and you have to jump back up again without letting your body slowly uh, descent and then bound back up. It's like being as stiff as you can on the ground, like a real bouncy, like a you know, when you get bouncy balls, the harder that bouncy ball is, the, the faster it bounces. Plyometrics is training your body to replicate that really hard ball. Most people think about plyometrics as just general jump and power training. So I'm going to answer as the, the, the latter. Yes, absolutely beneficial. And I think it's so underutilized. Um, I, I include some level of jump throw, hopping, striding, bounding, sprinting, some sort of explosive training, plyometric training with, I'd say, 95 plus percent of the programs that I write for my clients and for all of the athletes. Number one, because if you don't train it, the general rule of thumb is the faster a movement is or the faster a fitness quality is, the faster it is for you to lose that quality. So, you need to keep training power because you will lose it faster. You don't lose strength if you don't go to the gym for one week. You don't lose aerobic fitness if you know you, you take you know you could take up to a month off and you'll still be quite in decent shape. Power work if you don't do it for uh, a week or so, you will sort of slow down, and that matters on the pitch. You need to train those qualities. I think it also is really beneficial because. We, as rugby players who are in the gym a lot, tend to lift a lot of heavy timber, which is done slowly. Like, 
by definition, right? Because it's heavy stuff, it takes us some time to lift the weights up off the ground or lift them, uh, you know, push the machine, do the movement however which way we can against the resistance. It's it's done slowly because of the weight we're doing against. We're pushing as hard as we can. We're pushing as fast as we can. We're trying to move that weight as fast as we can. But it's not actually in, you know, in total terms moving that fast. So therefore, it's a really good idea to do some level of, you know, plyometric training with most of your, not mostly your gym sessions, but at least, you know, once a week or twice a week. I, I think it's incredibly valuable for rugby players. And in fact, like, people people tend to struggle to find the time to do it or to, to put it into their program, but they happily put curls in. Like, uh, infinitely more powerful than a curl is any sort of plyometric movement within your training. Next question comes from Jason who says, how can you get insanely fit for rugby? Good question. Are you ready for this? Now, if you're new to this channel, this might be a shock. If you're not new to this channel, you probably know what is coming. Aerobic training. Aerobic training is like the, the nuts when it comes to rugby. Not because you play rugby like completely aerobically, right? You, you don't. Like you, 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 rugby is dictated by the high intensity actions that you take. However, the high intensity actions that you take are fueled by the aerobic system. You, every time you, you finish a high intensity action, whether that's a scrum, whether that's a carry, whether it's a tackle, whatever, you stop and then you breathe really heavy. The heavier you breathe, the more you are trying, your, your body is trying to get that oxygen into your system to calm your body down, to prepare you to do another high intensity action. Your, the better your aerobic system is, the faster that heart rate comes down and prepares you to go again. The faster you can go again, the more effects you can have in a game and the more effective because you don't get tired as they go on. So then for, therefore your effects don't drop and drop down and down and down. Therefore, the more effective and you, you are over the game and the more effects you can have over the course of a game. Ergo, the better rugby player you are. So work the aerobic system. The other reason I love working the aerobic system is because it's almost like a free lunch. If you do zone two training, by definition, it has to be easy enough that, you know, it has to be easy, right? And because it's easy, it doesn't impact your other training. It doesn't eat into your recovery. It doesn't create a, a tremendous amount of fatigue. The, the biggest limiting factor to type two aerobic type training is time. You just... You know, you could do it for, you could do eight hours of, of zone two training a week as a rugby player in season. Uh, you know, if you had the time and the food and the, you know, to, to, to do it, you could, you could do it. Reality is most people don't because there's, you know, there's just no need. There's, you know, there's, it's just kind of impractical. Eight hours of, 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 of zone two plus your rugby training, plus your high intensity conditioning, plus your, your, your weight training. It gets a little, it gets too much, but you could. That's that's the point I was trying to make. You, don't, you shouldn't actually go and do eight hours straight away. You should slowly build up. That's it, right? Then your high intensity work is kind of taken care of in a million different ways with your weights, with your power work, with your speed work that you should be doing. You should occasionally spend time working that energy system, but more often than not, you're training it when you're training other qualities. You're, you're working at high intensity actions when you're doing your rugby training and therefore you will develop that system. But 
you know, the more the, the more aerobically fit you are, the more opportunities you have to train those. Therefore, again, the faster improvements you make, the better rubber player you become. That's how you become really fit. Work on your aerobic system. I think we have one more question, and then we'll round this up. Unless we have any more uh, comments on the U on the on the YouTube live feed, we have Vum today. That is clearly a spam comment. I've never had that before. That's weird. All right, we'll get to the question. Yossi, oh, shout out to Yossi. How you doing, bud? Uh, he says, "How do you work on?" How do you work on form on statue without a personal, also complex movement? So same sort of thing that I said in terms of like the general direction of your program should be done with the movement. So work backwards from the outcome that you want. If you are snatching, chances are you're not snatching become, to become the best Olympic lifter. You're snatching to become a powerful rugby athlete. Therefore, look at it through the lens of becoming a more powerful Rugby athlete. Don't worry about the weight on the bar. Just worry about moving explosively. How do you want to move explosively? You want to, for snatching, you want to drive your, and for a lot of power movements, you want to drive from the knees, from the hips, and extend up at the toes. So ideally, you can reach triple extension, which is all three at the same time. Not always going to happen, and it's not how it happens in a game. That's something I'm, I'm, I'm looking into it, my thought process on programming with that stuff. But, you know, the, the more explosively you move, the, the, the faster that bar can go with a snatch or the dumbbell with a single arm snatch. I do love double, dumbbell single arm snatches. But the faster you can move and, and the more explosively you can move, the better. But that means that you're, you're extending all three joints as close to at the same time as possible. What tends to happen with a lot of people when they're doing those Olympic lift type movements is they'll extend the knees first and so then they'll end up in a hinge and then they'll sort of like hump the bar up too late and, and it all goes a bit messy. So refinements that you can do for that would be number one. So if we're working backwards, what is it you're trying to achieve? Okay, you know, whatever, explosive uh, rubbish flat, right? You've, you've decided that a snatch is going to help, that's great. How can you make that as simple as possible so that you don't uh, have to do a complex movement? Like, so clearly if you have to snatch from the ground, that's going to require a lot more technique than snatching from the hip, right? So if you've got a bar just standing, why is that? Because when you're, because what was the first thing I said? The first thing I said was, the, or the earlier thing I said was, a lot of people run into mistakes when they're doing when they're doing their snatches or when they're doing a lot of explosive moves because they extend at the knees too soon. Well, there's a lot lot greater of a chance of that happening if you're lifting from the ground. Right, because that gives you room for to, for those knees to straighten, and all of a sudden the whole movement's cocked up. If you're already standing when you're trying to do this snatch, that doesn't happen. What do you do then as a as a standing snatch? You basically jump with the bar at your hip, and then you catch it overhead. That's it. That's as simple as a movement as it can be. There's very little ways that you can fuck it up. You, if anything, you fuck it up by trying to be too technical, and you end up like you know hitting yourself in the face or doing a big kettlebell swing or something. Just jump, just catch. That's it. Simplify the movement as much as possible. He's talking about a, you know, you could do this with a dumbbell as well. You could just hold a dumbbell aside, jump, catch it overhead. Okay. The more natural the movement, the better. The more simple the movement, the better. The less of a, a task you have to, and especially if you don't have a coach, like you want things to be as simple as possible so that you don't, you, you, you don't see progress 
because of your technique. You see progress because you're becoming a better athlete. If, you have, if you've got a coach, he can refine, or he or she, or I, can refine your technique over time. I'll tell you things to look for. We can we can improve on those things as time goes by. And then therefore, you know, your better quality of movement is a progression. But for the most part, like that better quality of movement is a natural progression from becoming more explosive. So you want to make that movement as, 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 as simple as possible. Keep working on it. Over time, you should see it getting better. You should see, you should feel more explosive. You should be able, you should be capable of lifting more weight or you should be capable of lifting, actually, you should be capable of lifting more weight at a faster rate. Everything should be more explosive. The other way to tell that and the other way to do that as an individual, and I would actually do this, I would ask you, because he, yeah, he, if he says, how do you work on it? I'm assuming he's saying, how does he work on it? Not me, how do I work with people? But either way, the answer is probably the same thing. Video yourself. Video yourself ideally from a side angle or from a 45 degree angle. Don't don't take up the whole gym with your, your video and equipment because you look like a bit of a knob. You know, you're not a celebrity. Just 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 take a video though, but don't 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 feel like self-conscious. You're doing it because you want to become a better athlete. So video yourself, look back, give yourself a little bit of feedback, understand the things that you want to work on. If you look back on that video and you see that your knees extended too soon, just just think about it the next time. And over time, you're going to correct that. Well, because of those thoughts. And then after that, you're going to be able to do it autonomously. You want to get to the point where you're doing it autonomously on the field, right? Because that's that's how you play. You don't think about your movements. You don't think about using your glutes when you're playing a game of rugby. You just run or you just explode. You just make a tackle. You don't think about it. It's the same thing with, with moving in the gym better, right? You have to, at the beginning, think about what you've got to do. Tell yourself just before it and try and make sure you get it right. Review it, refine it, refine it, refine it. But Overall, this problem is easiest to solve by working backwards from what you want to achieve and making things as simple as possible. And then going back to the original question that I got asked on the YouTube channel here was that, you know, the, from the powerlifting, the Olympic lifting, like, you know, don't don't look at a, a complicated or, or, or a different method of training and shoehorn it to fit what you want to do. It's lazy, if anything else, right? It's it's you're not you're not a powerlifter, you're a rugby player. So you you know, I, I there are several athletes I work with that don't do any barbell squatting at all, and and that they're just fine. They're actually they're significantly stronger than they were when they were trying to barbell back squat or whatever, or Olympic lift or whatever it is, right? Think about what you want to achieve, and then build a program or build a a long term plan to get to where you want to be. And then, you know, where, wherever you want to achieve with a short-term program, make it as simple as possible to get you to where you want to be and then make adjustments from there. Once things do start to get complicated, or if they ever do, that's what, like, you should already be in a place where you know it's going to get complicated and then therefore you know what to do as a result. But most people aren't there and most people won't ever need to be there. And that's okay. That's actually a good thing, right? You want to keep things as simple because you want to keep seeing that easy progression. All right, that ends up, that's the, I think that ends off the questions from the pre-prepared ones. I believe that ends up the, that ends off the live questions as well. Thank you guys so much for watching. One more time, I will say rugby-muscle.com. If you, you know, you want this live Q&A, but you want it done on a weekly basis, specifically to you and your training and you want a program and nutrition we want us not just to discuss like conceptual things but actually talk about 
how your week went, how to improve your week. Look forward to the next week, improve that week, and get you uh, on the fast track to becoming an awesome rugby player. That will be in the link below. Or if you just world-class strength and conditioning delivered directly to you, you have to don't you know no think about your programming at all. Just get your your programming delivered right to your inbox. That's rugby-master.com forward slash team. Also in the link below. Um, I'm going to start doing some occasional occasional not. I guess we'll call them consultations. There'll be consultations that I'll be doing to sort of unfuck your program. I want to, you know, this will be a paid service, of course, but it will be, you will hire me and we'll have just a one-time consultation. We'll build out your program together. We'll figure it out a little bit better and then we'll leave you on to, you know, I'll I'll, I'll let you go. And from there, that's it. Might end up cutting out this last bit because I'm just talking nonsense. Anyway. That finishes the video. Uh, Give it a thumbs up if you've made it all the way to the end. Thank you guys so much for watching. Appreciate you all. I'll see you in the next one. All right. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed that episode of the Robbie Muscle Podcast, then I've got a quick little request and a potential prize giveaway for you if you do said request. All I want you to do is go to Apple Podcasts and type up a five-star review. Just your general opinions of the podcast would be great feedback, but also helps us reach higher rankings, get more exposure, allow me to attract more guests and devote more time to developing a better all-around podcast experience for you. All you have to do once again is go and give us a five-star review on whatever podcast service you use. Let me know you've got it. And then every single week, I'll be selecting one review to give away a free prize. That free prize will be either one free month of Team Rugby Muscle. That's our world-class shank condition program app delivered directly to your phone. Or if that doesn't interest you, then we've got one free consultation where I'll, I'll go over your training program, your nutrition, and advise you how to best plan for your goals. Even if none of those things interest you, it's still doing me a solid and helping the podcast grow by going and giving us a five-star review. There's no real excuse. It takes like one minute and that helps the show out exponentially. So I'd really appreciate if you could do that. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'll see you in the next one.